The concept of quitting is really hard for me. Oh, agreed. Throwing in the towel feels like failure. But maybe there's a time when quitting is good. Today, we're talking about how quitting can lead to long-term success. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. But first, we're talking about this drink. It's a bourbon sour. And 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 please be clear that this is not a whiskey sour, right? Right. And it has a twist. Yeah, it's got maple syrup in it, which you don't love, right? I am not a maple syrup lover. I I lean towards honey. Like if I do waffles or pancakes, I'd use honey, not maple syrup. Um, but I I am a maple syrup lover. It's a, it's a primary food group in our home, and so I, I, I will still be your friend. But maybe that means I should have both of these drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So what's it's, in it? It's so it's a really quick and easy cocktail to make. The maple syrup does brighten the, the whiskey notes and blends really well with lemon juice. And uh, just a, a quick squeeze of an orange peel will release its oils and kind of have a nice aromatic first sip. So it's um, two ounces of Old Forester bourbon whiskey, an ounce of lemon juice, one and a half tablespoons of maple syrup, and orange peel and cherry for garnish. Cheers. And I have Cheers. had this and I really do like it. I also have done this same recipe with honey. Ooh. Just swapping we'll out the that. honey for the, for the, you know, it, it almost is reminiscent of like, you know, like a hot toddy. You know, you put honey, honey in that, but cold. Perfect. So, you know, you and I are both very goal-oriented people, and we both really like to win. But, like, have you ever just felt the need to give up on a goal? Yes and no. I mean, it's it's interesting because we talked about this topic and what is a big goal? Um, what is what is a small goal? What is a life goal that would dash your hopes? Um, I... But yes, I've definitely given up on goals when they didn't serve us anymore. You know, when it's just causing too much stress and is it more trouble than it's worth? Right. And then, and, and, you know, often in our lines of business, we talk about ROI or that return on investment. It's like, really, it, when I achieve it, is it going to be what I thought it was going to be at the outset? So, you know, there's this um, story about a monkey and a banana. And it. I learned it when I was in a leadership program, but essentially... Um, I think it starts in India where the farmers wanted to catch the monkeys that were destroying their crops, but because they didn't want to shoot or kill the monkeys, they wanted to release them back into the jungle. So they had to figure out a humane way to cap capture the monkeys. So a farmer cut a very small hole in a coconut so that a monkey could slide its hand in, put a banana at the bottom, and then tied that to the side of a tree. And the monkey would come up, smell the banana, and stick its hand in. But when it tried to pull its hand out, because it's hand was clenched in a fist holding the banana. It couldn't fit out the small hole. But the monkey always, the monkeys by nature refused to let go of the banana and the farmers could capture it. And so much like the monkey with the banana, we have a tendency to hold on to things, especially when they don't serve us. So you're saying give up on the banana, just give give up on the banana. Let go of the banana. There's another banana. There's probably another banana somewhere. <laughs> but aren't we aren't we like the monkeys sometimes? Oh, for sure. And you know, we we really live in a culture that talks about getting your goals and hustling and grinding and all these words that we use to talk about achieving goals and um, coming up with our our big wish list, right? But sometimes it's just not 
serving you anymore when you are banging your head against a wall. Yeah. So like at work, sometimes that might mean like a process that you use or a habit that no longer serves your team or your client. You know, it's like, well, we've always done it this way. And, you know, that legacy stuff, it was a good idea once, but maybe not so much now. Right. And I think in those situations, there's there's sometimes a matter of pride. Well, I said I was going to do this and I'm going to hold myself accountable. But I also find it to be interesting when when you have a goal and it just doesn't serve your audience anymore. So you get your goal in sight. You're working toward X, whatever X may be for you. But all of a sudden you look around and the landscape has changed and that goal will no longer serve you. But you're too busy trying to attain it to realize that it's no longer in alignment for what you need. So I, yeah. I think we tend toward that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think that can apply to client work as well. Uh, so many times you have said, well, at the outset of a project, you think you know what the landscape looks like. And then six months later, the landscape has changed. And so you have to change course with it or else your deliverable is going to be off course. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you, you do something, you think you've got a set. And especially as a business owner or a leader, you have so much on your to-do list that checking something off and moving on, making a decision and moving on is a very great and useful habit. But having to revisit and say, is that really serving me? You know, it's like, what's the cost benefit analysis on this? Do we do that enough? Do we ask those questions when we're further down the line? You know, it's funny because we do cost benefit analysis when we're making big ticket purchases, when we're reinvesting money into our businesses, but we don't do it very often with life. It doesn't seem like. No, it's true. Although I think you and I've had lots of conversations in that regard lately. So maybe that's just where our minds are right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's another example of a time when you should just give up? Like when you like, okay, I quit. Yeah. It's when you look around and you realize you're the only person who cares. You know, I've been particularly guilty of this in my personal life. Maybe I'm a little bit better in, in the office and in business situations, but um, you know, you get a goal, you get those blinders on, you're moving forward. And then suddenly you look around and no one else needs or wants that thing. No one else is driving toward it with you. And that's a good time to just say, never mind. Do you feel like you have to do whatever that is, though, just because you said so? Well, yes and no. Sometimes following through on what you said you were going to do is fantastic for you. Sometimes you do the cost benefit analysis and realize it's a waste of your time. And um, giving up on said goal and going in a different direction or using a different method will get you what you need and want sooner than being a stickler for your goal. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it's a matter of integrity? Like, oh, it, or, or pride? Like, well, I said I would. Oh, yeah. That's what we've been trained to do, isn't it? Yes. Yes, very much so. I think, you know, well, I think there's times too where maybe we micromanage when we don't need to when it comes to our goal. And our, our goals are so personal, you know? It's my yeah. goal. Yeah. Well, and that, that that you're talking about is specifically in a work environment, right? So it's too easy to micromanage people on your team, micromanage your clients, micromanage your kids, because when you have goal or a vision or an idea, you've probably mapped out how it should go and how you should get there. And leaving that behind is a big challenge, but a really healthy way to go. And maybe someone else will say, maybe the goalpost is over here instead. And I kind of like that idea too. Yeah, I do. How about other times when it's okay to be a quitter? <laughs> well, I'm not 
I don't think I'm taking mascara and high heels back after the pandemic. I'm quitting. I'm done. How about you? What do you think? Um, I'm on. I never was high heel person anyway, but yeah, no makeup. Uh, just a good solid uh, moisturizer is really well. You you can see me because we had this <laughs> lovely web connection. You can see how not committed to beauty I am. Right now. I don't know. I think that um, you know. I think I've said to you, like, I'm okay being average before. And I don't mean mediocre, but I remember at the beginning of my career, people would ask me, so like, when do you want to actually hit it big? And when do you want to go to Hollywood? And I was always so put off by that because that wasn't, it's not of interest at all to me. And this is exactly what's of interest to me to live in a medium sized city with access to the things I need near my family and, and be independent and, you know, run a business. So to me, that might look very average to, you know, the outside world, but I feel like I'm doing a damn good job at those things. And so like, I'm fine with that. But on the flip side, that's your goal and you've achieved your goal, right? So, so there's a big question there about goals that you have chosen yourself versus ones that culture is trying to force upon you. Oh my gosh, we could talk for hours upon that. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like there have been, uh, you know, that's a great example, but do you feel like you have a good handle on looking at what perceived success looks like or what your goals should be and being able to say, nope, I'm more independent. My, my goals are going to be different. Or is that something you struggle with? Uh, no, I, I have, I have not spent a lot of time in my adult life caring that much about what other people would like to inflict upon me. (laughs) I just, it's never been my thing. Uh, There's a part of me that I really enjoy being a people pleaser when it comes to like delivering great service or, um, you know, kind of going above and beyond in that way because it feels good to make other people feel good. But um, I'm not going to change the course of my life to please people. So kind of very different things. But I mean, I wouldn't have gone into this field if I was worried about what people thought. That's fair. That's a pretty healthy outlook on life, Karen. You're doing hey, all thanks. right. Thanks. You know, I think it's funny. I think this is an interesting topic because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we have a culture of go for your goals and get it and dream big and all of those things. But on the flip side, we also have a culture of pivot and reinvention and that is a whole conversation in and of itself. And I feel like culture's at this space between forcing you or telling you that you should achieve your goals and work very hard for it. And also telling you, if you want to abandon a goal and pivot to something new, that's the hip new thing to do. So I find this question of when to be a quitter, kind of an interesting one at this time. I think as Americans in particular, we love when somebody crashes and burns because we want to rally behind the underdog. You know, we see this in um, in some people's obsession with celebrity culture. But then you take you take people who have taken huge risks in business, um, who have been incredibly innovative, um, and they're not afraid to fail. And you're right, that whole idea of reinventing yourself or pivoting or just being willing to dust yourself off. I mean, that's how the real innovation happens, right? Yeah, it's true. And, and in some ways it's really refreshing, but I, I still think it, it puts pressure on people, you know, because being able to pivot or reinvent 
still takes goal setting and big thinking to a level that I think can be overwhelming. And for me, I like to think of this term, this idea, you know, what's our topic, when to be a quitter, just in terms of service, right, in our organizations. Is this not serving the client anymore? Is this campaign no longer fresh and effective? Maybe we didn't hit our metric, but the the world and the landscape has changed. This has been a great year to to be a quitter because any strategic plan you put into place in 2019 was was just blown to bits in March when the pandemic came along. So I think we've all had really good experience in when to give up on a goal, when to quit with a plan or abandon ship and reinvent because of necessity rather than reinvent because I'm so famous and amazing with deep pockets that I can do so. So those are sort of different yeah. categories. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, your point's well taken. Or when to quit homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, fi- a five-year-old on Zoom for half a day is something to behold. It's something pretty exciting. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that's interesting to me because that brings up the you know, we all want things to be at our perceived appropriate space. So if we have an expectation of a house with a garage and 2.5 kids and a dog, or we have an expectation of we send our kids to school and then to sports and then to the homecoming dance, and those things are no longer practical, I think we're getting a really good example of Sometimes you just need to give up on the expectation and you need to quit and be happy and successful in the place that you're in. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. It, even in, you know, you mentioned a strategic plan, like you need a new strategic plan for your family or for, you know, your personal life. Right. I need a new strategic plan for my family. I'm quitting the old one this year. Forget it. <laughs> uh, speaking of do over, I would like another one of these beverages. Delicious. No kidding. I really did like it. And I, I, now I feel like I need to make you love maple syrup. So we might have to have this drink a second time. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Want to contribute to our conversation? Reach out to us on social media at Easy Underground or head over to our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. The next episode is really just all about business. We're straight up talking marketing. B2B versus B2C, and maybe a couple of acronyms that we just make up for good measure. Because we can do that. We're chatting about nuances in marketing, of which there are many. Talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers.